Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Welcome. Welcome. Did I lose you? Sorry. It took me a second. I was, I was, I had emptied my lungs. I've been practicing deep breathing. And so when you said go, I had, I had emptied all the air out of my lungs. So I had to take a massive breath in. I practice deep breathing in times of respiratory infections and distress. As should everyone. You I'm know, not a doctor. You this dis- is Jerry, you the dispel- star of the show. <laughs> you Welcome dispel- to the Board Game Snobs podcast. Why? Oh who's, who's talking? Is that you? <laughs> Don't make me mute you. I read you dispel most of your fat by breathing. Uh, so we did a we did a poll one time <laughs> amongst amongst medical I got professionals. Some breathing they, to do. Yeah, they asked when you burn fat, where does it go? And breath. there were many. Yeah, like when you're burning fat, where does it go? And you everyone's like, well, you breath, pee it bro. out. I was like, no, no. And they're like, well, doesn't it just disappear? It's like, no, you breathe it out. It it gets converted. And that's very that's something a lot of people don't know is that your respiratory tract, the all that it does for you and how it controls your blood pressure and how it you know, everything about it. But no, I, I read a I watched a I've been working out, eating right, and I could have just been breathing hard. <laughs> breathing hard? No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. Nope. All right, boys you still and girls, burn, here we go. Fat. You, that oh, adipose yeah. tissue is not going to be breathed out. It's not like one day you just start coughing up and you just cough up four <laughs> pounds worth of fat. Crisco. <laughs> Crisco. That's where Crisco <laughs> comes from. <laughs> What's that? Is it the cat? No, it's Gobby. He's in the bathroom oh. coughing up a fat ball. <laughs> Put it it's in just, the pan, fried up. You just start coughing up cheese whiz or cheese. Well, this is terrible. This is a board game snobs mm, podcast. Yummy. <laughs> This is not the actual podcast. This is not our 100th episode. This is, in fact, our social isolation episode. I'm not looking at Gobby. I'm nowhere near him. I'm 55 miles away from him. I'm 1,000 miles from nowhere. Would you walk 500 miles? I would. But I don't think I've ever walked 500 miles intentionally. Would you walk 500 more? No. Mm, I think if I walked 500 miles, I would give up. I don't. I don't think I could do it. If I, I walked five hundred miles, I would not have to worry about breathing out my fat. I would have just walked five hundred miles. Now, I'm pretty enough. I'm pretty sure a hitchhiker would have picked me up, and mm. I would be uh, be murdered somewhere. Don't hitchhike, but breathe deeply. That's the point <laughs> of our PSA this morning. Take a breath. Uh, take deep breaths. This is a podcast about board games, but since we're socially isolated and we're having difficulty playing board games. We are going to talk about solo games. But before we do that, a word from our sponsor. Okay, thank you. All right, Gabby, go ahead. What's your banter? There are certain words you're used to using that you may not realize. They're portmanteaus. They're portmanteaus? 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 Are they like potatoes? How do you spell that? P-O-R-T-M-A-N-T-E-A-U-S. The merging. That's a a large trunk. uh, Yes, but the more modern term is, it's the merging of two words, such as brunch. Oh, it is. Such as email. Did you know podcast Mm -hmm. is a portmanteau? It is. For iPod 
plus broadcast. Yelp is a portmanteau. Yellow pages plus help. Smog, breathalyzer, bromance. You've, you've heard of these? Sitcoms? I've heard of all these. Cyborg. Ooh, cyborg. Cybernetic organism. What about spam? Did you know spam was a portmanteau? It's a, uh, uh, yeah, and I can't think of what it is. It's something with the email, but the spam part. Spiced like, uh, plus ham. Yes, yes, by ham. Yeah, well, actually, I, I guess this is not the spam email. This is like the spam, like the actual spam. Spy ham. Did you say spy ham? Spiced. Oh, I thought you said spice. When you said spy ham, I thought like like a pig that was like super, <laughs> super clandestine. Like this pig. Where is it? 007 Where's- porky pig. Where, where's Wilbur? Nobody knows. <laughs> Spy. <laughs> Nobody's going to get my bacon. Uh, what's your name? Bond. James Bond. Portmanteau sounds like when I look at the word, it looks like somebody who works at a port and has plateaued. It's like he's not getting any better at his job. You're Portmanteau. You've reached the top, son. You've portmanteaued. Well, the first thing I thought of was, of course, Natalie Portman. And being obsessed with Nellie. her feet. I love Nellie Portman. Of course, you know, you can look up anybody on the internet and like you look them up. Uh, and then like the next thing is going to be something related to their feet because there's lots of interesting people out there. Hey, we don't judge. But, you I know. Do. I <laughs> judge harshly. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, I, I, could, I could do something with Natalie Portmanteaus, right? Natalie Portmanteaus. And I thought that. So then I look it up and like there's already like a Twitter account called Natalie Portmanteau. I'm like, there's nothing original I can think of that has not already been thought of in there's life. Nothing- Music. There's nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new. Every music, every song now is getting, you know, sued for having ripped off some other song. Which, I mean, how many, di- how many different med, how, how long has music been around? Thousands and thousands and thousands of years, right? But yet they continue to make new original, was it melodies? Harmonies? No, melodies. Mel- melodies. But how many notes of music are there? I don't. I don't know. I've never taken notes. <laughs> it seems like at some point you're gonna like you're gonna use them all up. I had a I had a historian one time tell me a historian who was not Dan Thoreau make an important an importmento. Yes, he said we don't know what the Roman national anthem was. We don't know what it sounded like. Like there's a lot of music. That was probably war music or just day to day melodies that that ancient. Uh, cultures had that we don't know like and it it just kind of it was one of those things where i thought you know it'd be really interesting to have a time machine and to go back to the roman age and hear that music and to find out that it's like it's it's like who let the dogs out has that (laughs) tune to something that we've already redone and think ah history has indeed repeated itself who let caesar out praetorian praetorian who let caesar out praetorian (laughs) Yes, you've got Cardi B and the Greeks going on, you know. Oh, oh man, that would be so wrong. I'd have to lie about that. I'd come back and they say, what does it sound like? Uh, James Horner. Just James Horner, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, like the Book of Psalms. Isn't that all music? Yes, but I don't know what the tune would be. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> See, we just we don't, we're not very intelligent, but we do know things off of Wikipedia. But we will talk no matter what. Twerking, twerk, twist and jerk. 
twerking is not a portmanteau. It uh, is. Twerking is a is a blight upon humanity. Oh, and I'm, we, we are lesser for knowing that word. Well, it, it's out there. It exists, and there's nothing you can do about it. I, I really, I really wonder what the social impact is going to be when all these kids today are now old. Their grandmothers and grandfathers are like 80 years old, and social media still exists, and you can look up videos of your grandmother twerking. That is <laughs> disturbing. I just, I, because like now you like when I I have pictures of my my grandpa when he was in World War II. And I mean, that dude was was fly. He had his 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 uniform on. Mm-hmm. He had that dapper Dan hair slicked back. And I mean, all the pictures that he had were very dignified and all that. And it's like now, hundred years from now, our pictures are going to be what our great grandkids pull off Facebook and it's TikTok-ing. like, oh, here's your here's your mother shotgun and a beer. She loved Pap's <laughs> blue ribbon and and just like you know, that's oh. literally all TikTok is. It's just People acting crazy, doing foolish things, dancing crazily to get uh, get them views, get them clicks. We're all about them clicks. Yes, because we would probably use TikTok to try to get clicks too. Yeah, it's good to get them clicks. Um, so, uh, something. Uh, this is uh, speaking of getting clicks in the most egregious of ways. I just, it, it's the most fake. And irritating, and it makes me insane with anger to watch this particular type of video on YouTube. Reaction videos. That is the scum of the earth. I am watching you watch something to see how you react to it. And it's so fake and overblown and dramatic. Just so I can act crazy. I want to act super blown. I was watching. Oh, oh, see, I watched them though. That's where that's where <laughs> you know what we should do. You know what we should do? A reaction to, video to a reaction we to, video. We need to start doing reaction videos to the review of the uh what's that what's that review site for board games or review people? Uh I can't think of their name. Card shufflers. Nah, yeah, no, the dice us. tower. The dice tower. Oh. We need to start. We need to start doing reaction views. Of just what? Uh, sitting there, sitting there, going, "Oh, he dropped really? all those things on the table. Oh, that's going to be a mess to clean up." Wild <laughs> man, wild man. Oh, yeah. That's I was watching it. I was watching the. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, you go down clicking wormholes on YouTube. Sometimes you just keep clicking, clicking wormholes. And I was great watching man, man. <laughs> Clicky Wormhole. Welcome to Clicking Wormholes. What was the other one? <laughs> snake something. A snake rectum. Snake rectum. <laughs> <laughs> Opening for snake rectum. <laughs> Clicking wormholes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I was watching the trailer for the F9 that has now been pushed back one solid year, which breaks my heart. But, you know, the world has shut down. And uh, so I ended up on this guy's reaction video to F9. And okay, if you have seen F1 through 8, there should be nothing that surprises you at this point. People have come back from the dead already. Uh, They've done ridiculous, impossible things. But yet this guy acted as if he had never seen this stuff. No, he didn't. Oh, no. I'm like, nobody does that. Nobody does that when they're watching a video. You're doing that because you're trying to overreact because you know people are watching you. It's so fake and it makes me mad. But well, it violates the principle of any 
it, it's a known thing in, in in wildlife. When you observe something, you change it. Wow. And so I, that, yeah, I just don't like. Them yeah, gorillas knew like that. that Jane Goodman was watching. No, Jane Goodman or Goodall? <laughs> John Goodall. Goodman? She was the <laughs> Yeah, what not John, John Goodman? Goodman. I would pay to watch that John Goodman out there with John the Goodman reacting to gorillas. <laughs> reacting to gorillas. Wow. I don't now, know. How was, do you uh, do an impersonation of John I Goodman? Don't, I don't know either. Uh, lose a lot of weight. I wish I could do that impression. <laughs> I'm doing my John Goodman impression. Okay, I'm fixing to start. <laughs> Here, I'm good. Hi. I, a good man, good man. Sierra's, uh, Sierra, I said Sierra's in the mist, not Sierra mist. <laughs> Gorilla's in the mist. Wasn't that Sigourney Weaver? Who was she playing? Yeah, uh, she may have been playing good all, wasn't but she? Wasn't, didn't she like get killed in the end? Did a gorilla no, kill her? No, good all still alive. I don't know. We need to watch Sierra mist again. <laughs> I really Sierra's in the mist. <laughs> A white man can't seven up. Uh, <laughs> that was good. I don't care what you say. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about my solo games. I want to talk about my solo games. Solo games okay. for which I've been playing because I'm depressed because I can't go to Gobby's house. Lord That's the title of this episode. <laughs> depression Jerry plays in. to stave off depression. Uh, Isn't that so, every game? That's every game. That's the game of life. <laughs> That's the game of life. Keeping yourself no, distracted would, from your own uh, mortal demise isn't that really everything? Right. See, everybody doesn't realize that both me and Gobby, myself and Gobby, Gobby and I, I said that three different times, <laughs> are essential workers. Gobby is hauling rocks so mm. that the roads can Who knew? be rocked upon. And apparently, it's, care of sick people. apparently it's essential I, to life that somebody get this dirt. Yes. It's essential. And... Right now, my job is basically going around yelling at people to stay indoors. Like, that's my job, is the going around saying, no, don't drink bleach. What are you doing? No, don't. That, this, this wait, 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 wait. Bar. Let's go back. Don't drink bleach. Why? Is that something people are attempting to do to get rid of the virus? Yes, they heard that bleach cures the virus, and they're drinking it. Or they're drinking um, various other natural products that they think will protect them against the virus, which is, and it's just craziness. It's like I just just wash your hands and stay at home, and you so know, in a couple you of buy, years, buy a box of gloves. These that's, particular that's podcasts are going to be very dated because we're like, what's this virus all about? Oh yeah, we should release this like a year from now. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, and so that's basically what I'm doing because in our area there's only one or two there's like a handful of cases in the surrounding in the counties. And so it's just not it's not kicked off here yet. We're just doing social distancing. But that's that's the current case and we expect that to change and so that's that's basically my job now. And so I am tired of talking about this because I talk about it 9 to 5 right, and then right. into the night. Conference so call USA. Games, the solo games for which I've been playing, thank you, thank you, thank you, whoever the Ucklands are. Thank you, uh, Matt. Like Matt Uckland and the other Uckland. I can't think of their name. Of Steve. Ion Games uh, of and Sierra Madre Games. Sierra Mist. Sent, sent me a box of games for which I, I talked about that I wanted to play. And they sent me two games which are soloable. Soloable? You can solo them. Solo able? Right. Soloable. Yes, they're not solo, solo handicapped. They're solo able. 
syllable. Pa- Four syllables. Pa- Pax Transhumanity and Greenland. And so they're small box games that when you open them and they're the few amounts of components that are in them, you're like, okay, this will be easy. And then you get out the little 40 page rule book and you start reading it and you're going, holy cow, I have no idea what this is about. And I had to break down and watch a video of somebody playing Pax Transhumanity. It all fit together. And now I have soloed Pax Transhumanity. And I must say, the Ucklands are on a different level of of design with board games. So uh, looking at BGG, Pax Transhumanity has a 4.27 weight rating. So it's almost maxed out. I did not know this before I went to learn it. And in Pax Transhumanity, you're an entrepreneur. I like saying entrepreneur. It sounds like I'm French. Um, In which you are trying to basically develop the world. You're trying to solve the super big picture problems of the world. And you do that by investing in certain patents and commercializing certain things and moving the world forward by buying these cards out into this market. I'm not even going to try to explain this game because, like I said, I've just played it solo just once. I will say I am enthralled with how how this game... So you did manage to play it solo because at one point you're like, my mind cannot comprehend this game. Yes, I, I read through the world book and I was just, I was lost. I was absolutely lost. And then I, I watched a heavy cardboard uh, playthrough of it where they explained it and played it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then when I started playing it, I realized I have no clue how to win this game. And then I had to go back and look at how do you win this game? What's the purpose of it? What's the strategy of it? And it all fit in. And I, I was very, I was humbled by this game, which <laughs> I don't get humbled easily, no. as you well know. Uh, I, I played the second edition of Robinson Crusoe from its poor Polish translation. I put the work in on that. I know I know how to play a game. I can figure it out. I don't care how complex it is. But this game, truly, the strategy behind it. You met your I, match. I, I just looked out upon this sea of cards with just seven actions. Pick an action. And very simple in its... It's it's presentation, but very complex in its strategy and what you should do. You're talking about Pax Transhumanity, right? Yes, oh, and okay. I, I I wanted to play this game because one, I just backed Pax Premier, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, at the end of the year, and I think Captain America said that Pax Transhumanity was one of his favorite games of last year, and so I was interested in just getting a hold of it and seeing what it was all about. It is Pax it is just, means peace. Just FYI. Yes, yes, peace, transhumanity. It is just, it's just, I don't know how somebody can take a deck of cards and some cubes and come up with something so, so complex. I remember we discussed this at one point, you're like transhumanity. So were we like turning into cyborgs? Uh, you are basically trying, uh, it, it is a huge top-down view of humanity. And so like you're literally, like one of the things that you're trying to solve is like, we're going to fix global warming and, oh, and aging. And oh, we're going to travel. And you, you are looking at something from so far up. So you're like the Federation Starfleet. You're fixing yes. the world. 
yes, you 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 are not you are like the Elon Musk of of people. Like you're looking so far ahead and trying to solve big picture problems. Nobody cares about your small world problems. This just yeah, I I was sh- I'm shocked by this game. I started learning Greenland as well, which I own the second edition. I accidentally got it in a trade, and I say accidentally, it's, that was the case. And I ended up reading the rule book and trading it off before actually playing it, and I've regretted it ever since because it was a game that all the solo players were talking about and everybody saying how amazing it is. They sent me the Greenland third edition, and I'm, I am super excited. They're both small box games. They're both very heavy but I, I am I am just pleased by the fact that I know how to play them now. Like I feel like I deserve a medal or a badge that says <laughs> I know how to play this game. I think I could probably teach you this game, and that's what. And I'm I, I'm not to where I can give a very thorough review on either one of them, but my preliminary thoughts on them because I'd like to play them multiplayer, obviously, not just solo, is that they are going to be very rich, meaty games that people who are of the... Like, they like splatter games. They are able to really delve into the strategy of a game and enjoy... They enjoy the, the journey just as much as the game. They enjoy learning a game just as much as they enjoy playing a game. Those type of people, uh, yeah, you need to look into these. But I'm I'm not there to give a review yet, review yet on them. But as for the other solo games that I have been playing and have been playing lots of them, uh, and one of my previous ramblings, I talked about coffee roasters and the new edition of coffee roasters. I love coffee roasters. If you don't have coffee roasters, you can get the app. It's very cheap and it's good. The app for coffee roasters is actually excellent. Excellent. Really? I'm I'm shocked by how well they did the app. Uh, uh, I like. Uh, well, this isn't. Well, I guess any game on the app can be soluble. <clears throat> I got Jaipur on the app, and it's good. Uh, it's not. Oh, I, it's I, not I, very in depth, but you know. I love playing Jaipur on Board Game Arena. I, I just. I am. I love Board Game Arena for just a handful of games, and that Stone Age and Jaipur. I play that until I'm. I'm sick. Of I it. saw somebody post something about Jaipur about. Is it possible to strategize? Yeah. And I believe it, you can to a degree, but, you know, at some point you have to take them camels or, you know, you got to take stuff in your hand. And then whenever you take something on the market, whatever flops out there might be exactly what you need, like the, you know, the gems or the gold or the, the high end stuff. And you're like, oh, and that gets snatched from you. But I've been playing the, uh, I've played the, uh, on the app, they have like four different levels. And I played the highest level a couple times now, and I've beat it. And I've been surprised. So I don't know if that's a deficiency on the app or maybe that's, I'm getting really good. That's a deficiency on the app. <laughs> Here's what I like about BoardGameArena.com. Oh, dare you. It, is that when you play a game, it ranks you. And so even if you're just playing it casually, it ranks you and says, oh, you're this good at this game. And what I found by playing Jaipur, the same top 10 players stay the same top 10 players they they have the strategy down and i have i've played some high level players over the past several months and you don't you don't win they they have it down they know the strategies you 
I, I have won one round against a ranked 300 player, I believe. Like you start at 100 and then you gain so many points depending on who you beat. So yeah. if I'm, you start off at 100 and if you play a 200 player, then they lose a certain amount of points because they lost to a rookie player and you gain uber amount of points because you beat a big player. And so that's how they do the ranking system. The high ranked players don't lose. I mean, they they stomp you. And so that really impressed upon me that, yes, there is a strategy. Yes, you can have a good starting hand, but the chances of you getting two good starting hands in a row and 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 being able to beat a great player is next to nothing. And Jaipur is an amazing two-player game. It is always so. I wonder what like some basic what like what some basic strategies are. I'll tell you what I do. Okay, I try to early on take camels as many as I can, and then I go for the high end stuff. And then when it gets down to where there's like the coins starting to disappear, if I feel like I'm in the lead, well, then I make them disappear. So then the game's over. So the, the strategies basic, that I've tried, and I and I don't know if these are correct. I've stolen these from higher ranked players. And what you got to do? It's called living and learning. Me. I'm living and learning. Is that you only take camels when you know your opponent's hand is full, like like they can't then take advantage. If you know Jaipur, yeah, yeah, the, the display of camels, you take them all, and all the cards get refreshed. And so generally, you're just taking one card at a time, so one good card comes out. Well, if you have four camels out there, you take four camels, four cards come out, and you run the risk of having high-value cards come out there for which they can take. Well, your hand limit's seven. So if your opponent's hand yeah. limit is seven, and you take all the camels and all these cards come out, they have to make a difficult decision. Do they start trading out cards they already have for those cards, or what are they going to do? Well, I found that the app that I play does it, it they trade out like the apple trade out cards oh, yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. all the high level players do it as well and most of the high level players will get four or five cards and then sell them in so that they can get the bonus like they, they very yeah. rarely sell if they don't get the bonus unless it's just to clear their hand and uh yeah jaipur is an amazing two-player game it's i think one of these days when we get back together, we're going to have to rank our two-player games, and I highly suspect that we're going to have to play Star Wars of Rebellion again because I, I just have that game so high up in my in my head as being... And are you doing two-player games or games that are best at two-player or just games we I, like playing two-player? I would say just two-player games, like Watergate, which I really like. I know you don't like. Well, Star Wars, Wars Rebellion is technically not a two-player game. That's why I asked that. Yeah. What, what isn't? Rebellion. I mean, no, it has, rebellion, rebellion is to a two-player game. You can play it four-player, but that's well, a variant. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's the variant. That, that's the variant, uh, the, and they they even admit that that the game the game is a two-player game. They they shoehorn the oh you can one control the army, one can control the navy, and you can have a four-player game. No, no it is a two-player game. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I I would I would I would say that any game that which you can you could make any two-player game a six four eight player game whatever you want just by saying okay i'll take this it's turn a team and effort take next turn yeah yeah i just that's stupid no no rebellion is a two-player game anybody who plays it three or four player it's just because of necessity what i i think that there would be some fun in playing rebellion a four-player game i would love to be over the navy and having Enrique over my army <laughs> just oh, see what how that would work out and uh you know it's kind of like that uh, 868 Vikings 
and its interaction between you know two player or four player. I mean, it changes oh, yeah. up. It's it's I I don't consider I don't consider Vikings to be a solely two player game because the game is better with more people. This podcast was supposed to be about my solo games, but I'm well, we're going to have to do that differently because we've talked too much about everything. Else. <laughs> uh, uh, I also like well, we veered into apps. I also like uh, Raiders of the North Sea, the app. It's very nice on mm-hmm. iPhone, very smooth, works very well. Uh, I've been playing San Juan, you know, all these things that we're doing since we can't be together. Well, uh, I recently but that would go downloaded- along with Solo, because I, I want to yeah. talk about the Masters of Renaissance Solo. Oh, talk about it. It's not great. Wow. <laughs> okay. No, it's, and actually, it's, it's, it's not far from the type of Solo I like. Because literally, you pull out your board, you set it up for as any game, uh, however many players, but you just have your board, and you have uh, seven round disc chits that are the, uh, that's Lorenzo. So that plays Lorenzo. And you set up the cards like normal, except uh, Lorenzo has a black cross that goes on the board that represents his uh I forget what faith. Mm-hmm. And so the game is literally a race. If he gets his faith to uh, the end first, he wins immediately. You lose. If he buys up all of a particular color, there's green, purple, blue, and yellow. If he buys up all of one color, you lose. Or if you get to the faith track end first, you win. Or if you buy seven cards first, you win. It's the same rules for you winning as it is in the regular game, except in the solo. If he gets to one of those things first, game's over, you automatically lose. Points don't matter. It's just uh, get to the end. If you win first, count up your points, see what your points are. This is the thing I don't like about this game. That part's fine. I understand that. <clears throat> On these chits, it has where he will buy, you subtract two of the lowest level card of each it has you know minus two of the blue minus two of the green so basically he will take two of the purple two of the yellow or whatever the card is so those are coming off the board there's no way (sighs) i have seen no way i think i've purchased at the most three maybe four cards and i've played this solo like 10 times now i see no way in the world that it's possible for me to beat the solo by purchasing cards. It is simply a race up the faith track. The cards I purchase, I'm simply buying them because they have, you know, trade this purple in for two faith. I'm just running up the faith. So it's it, it kind of just condenses it down into this one aspect of race to faith. And that's it. That's the game. I, it's that It's okay, but that's it. So, as a solo game, was that your child? Uh, yes, that was my child. Daddy. That was, that, that was Jack coming in saying, what are you doing? Hey, said, Jack. Said, uh, I'm talking to Gobby. Nice to see you, Daddy. <laughs> talking to Gobby again? You'd rather talk to Gobby than me, Daddy. <laughs> my children are not British. <laughs> hey, Jack, what's up? What are you, what are you doing, Jack? Nothing. Talking to the microphone. Tell him what you're doing. <laughs> nothing. He's doing Tell nothing. Tell him what you did today. Mowed the lawn. There you go. Putting your kids to yeah. work. That's good. I'll yeah, have to see that. Yes, yes. Very nice. It was raining. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry didn't want to get wet. He's like, get out there and mow the yard, boy. 
Yeah, that's the best way. Child labor. <laughs> it is. My dad is not. That's not true. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, so this game is just like it has. It's literally one aspect of the game. Not nearly as good as with multiple people, obviously. But some games I do prefer solo. Uh, Paladins of the West Kingdom. Yeah. I prefer that solo because it cut out all the nonsense, the downtime that comes with playing with other characters. I preferred Paladins. Not a great game in our opinion, but I preferred it solo. Not bad. This game, mm, the solo is not good because it's literally how do I get my faith to go up faster than his faith? And then, like, even if you win it, it's like, oh, count up your... And so it's like scoring your points against your previous points made last uh, time you won. Yeah. And that's just... It's very pedestrian. It's one of those where you say, like you say, it was just tacked on. Just walk it off. Um, yeah, I don't think... Uh, I don't think Masters of Renaissance was... The, uh, that, that solo game aspect of it has been tacked on. And that comes along. It, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, one of your games of last year that you really enjoyed, Abomination. Yes. Uh, they just released a solo for it. I saw that. And the guy who did the solo for it, I think his name is, uh, don't quote me on this, is it John Man- Manker or something of that nature? He's the same guy who did the solo for Pax, uh, Pax Transhumanity. Uh-huh. So he's, he's, he's like a legit solo artist i guess you could say Kinda like david turksy yeah like turksy and and there's several others that do that morton that, peterson that first on my yeah. yeah they do their own thing where they come up with uh making their own solo they take a game and say i'm gonna make a solo for it uh and so that that's that might be lo- looking into I wonder who designed the, the red solo cup oh Probably somebody who uh, enjoyed day Toby drinking Keith. and didn't want to have people see what he was drinking. Toby Keith did, obviously. Toby Keith. No, nah, I would Red say Solo Jimmy Cup. Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buff- I can't it, think of the name buffet? Jimmy Buffett. I can't think of Jimmy Buffett without thinking of a buffet, which makes me think of Golden Corral, which makes me think, <laughs> why would anybody eat there? Uh, speaking of apps, I've been playing Eclipse uh, mm. on the app. I. It's not a great rendition it's i keep using musical terms it's not it's not a great port of of the game into the app but it's still kind of has that feel and the more i played it and the more i overlook its flaws the more i've enjoyed it and i love eclipse and it's of the old eclipse so it has the same aesthetic and it's very nostalgic to me because i liked the first edition of eclipse nostalgia yeah, and uh, which That's a word I, I, I like. would love to have the new version of it, but I just can't justify Eclipsia. buying it. Nostalgia. I what does Gia mean? Nostalgia will get you. What is G I A at the end of words? I feel like that's a, a suffix that has meaning to it. Uh, suffix is isn't that where Dan Hughes is from? Suffix? <laughs> or, no, that's Sussex. No, that's Yorkshire. Suffix. I don't know Yorkshire. or Huddington. I don't know where any anybody lives in England. It's all just one big, big mispronounced country. I don't know. I think since they invented English, they should be able to determine how you pronounce things in English. That's just my my Put take. Using things. Yeah, that's just that's just my thing. I don't. I'm not big on the use. I don't understand the use or emus. Uh, use. You're not big on sheep. 
Not big on hey, the emus. I would appreciate you doing you? a trigger warning Me? before you <laughs> talk about emus for all of our veterans of the 1932 <laughs> emu war. Okay, we have Australian listeners. Show some respect. Sorry, I'm sorry. People have lost their grandfathers lost their eyes ball being pecked out by a rabid emu in the emu wars rabid emus i don't that's think that's a horror movie waiting to be made i don't think emus can get rabies i'm not sure i'm not i'm not i'm don't quote me one on long that. day just a bunch of rabid emus running around attacking people is it there now that i'm not to get dark but can't like ostriches like disembowel you kind of like the velociraptor I have never seen personally someone disemboweled <laughs> by an emu or ostrich, but I, I would assume like they got that big that leg possible. I, fr- I think they can kill you with that big foot claw. The foot claw, their toe, their big toenail. <laughs> the big toe. I like to grow. What I like you, to grow what? my toenail out and then kind of file it down. What you know, big toe? Yeah, yeah you never. The big know, toe, the captain of the toes, according to George Stanson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to get off here. Uh, yes, your child's up. Got- He's holly. He wants to be fed, Jerry. Feed your children. Yeah, I know. It's it's noon. It's noon. <laughs> he knows it's time for dinner. I just he see your children. Sandwich. I see your children like you know, like baby birds with just their mouths up, their heads up, their mouths open, and you're like trying to feed them. That's all I do. You <laughs> like just, you just, baby emus. You, you, you drop moistened moistened pieces of sandwich down their gullet. That's how you do. We're having tuna today, children. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, this is Jerry. It was nice hearing from y'all, or it was nice for you to hear us. Weird. Send us an email if you want us to hear you. Yes, it'd be nice to hear from everybody. All right, this is Gabby. Right. We'll holler at you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. 